This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Now in session, I'm presiding Judge Emilio Velasquez. This is a time and date set for the arraignment on case number 2023-00041, State of Arizona versus George Allen Kelly. And if I can have the defendant, please state his name for the record. George Allen Kelly. May I ask a question, Your Honor? Yes, you may. I, I, I can't read without my reading glasses. Okay. Um... They're not prescription reading glasses, just 1.5 magnification or anywhere close to that. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and have these glasses uh, provided to you so you can go ahead and, and uh, see the complaint. Thank you. And um, I just want to make sure that you heard what I said right now and that you have full awareness. Yes, sir. I heard what you said, and I'm right. aware of everything I can hear. And now, thanks to you, I'll be aware of what I can read. Very good. I can open all right, so it appears that you have one count against you, and that's first-degree murder. It's alleged that on or about the 30th day of January of 2023, intending or knowing that this conduct would cause death with premeditation, did cause the death of the victim with the initials of GCB, and that's a class one felony. I'm gonna go ahead and appoint an attorney, but I will tell you that it's an indigent uh, attorney list, right, public defenders. Would you? Kindly well, just one moment. So what's uh, going to have to happen is you're either going to have to retain your own attorney or you're going to have to go ahead and um, talk to the attorney that will temporarily be appointed and discuss with her um, her rates. I will, I will talk to the attorney that you're going to appoint. All right. Very well. So at this time then, um, I'm going to go ahead and appoint Ms. Brenda Larkin, and she will be coming into the jail to see you. So at this time, Mr. Kelly, then, I'm going to continue to hold you on the $1 million cash bond. So your next hearing is going to be the 8th of February, and it will be at 9 o'clock in the morning. Your Honor, may I ask you a question? Brad? Uh, you used the word in indigent. Would you please give me your ind definition of indigent? It's someone that has an income, a certain income, that doesn't qualify them for, that qualifies them for a hired attorney. But somebody who's not, that doesn't make a certain amount of money a year, right? So it'd be somebody who's not making more than probably $20,000, $25,000 a year. That's more than accurate. I understand. Thank you. Your Honor, may I ask one more question at appropriate time? One moment, please. Go ahead and proceed, Mr. Kelly. Uh, I noticed coming in, Your Honor, my wife is in at present in the court. May I ask her to make an appointment for a audio-visual conference? And I've not been able to talk to her or anyone 
So that's something that has to be discussed with the detention um, facility downstairs. So that conversation would have to be had with them, sir. Okay. So if your wife wants to have communication with you, she can go to the sheriff's office and they can go ahead and make the proper accommodations that they need to make. I appreciate you giving that instruction. It's Tuesday, 14 February in the year of our Lord, 2023. We got a lot going on from Alaska to Washington, D.C., to Ohio, where uh, DeWine was forced to have a, uh, a conference today, a press conference after our show this morning. And he admitted, he finally admitted that he, w- he gave authority to do the control burn. We're going to get into all of it, including the economy, and much more. But we're going to start uh, with uh, Sheriff Mark Lamb, one of the greatest sheriffs in this country. Sheriff Lamb, I- I'm, I'm kind of confused here. It's a first-degree murder charge, a million dollars cash a- a bail he can't see even see his wife. I don't think he gets his glasses. The guy's it makes under twenty five thousand dollars a year. What the hell is going on down in Arizona, sir? That's an American citizen right there. Am, am I not correct about that? You're absolutely correct. And I, while I do not know the details of this case, uh, I think in most Americans' eyes, this seems excessive, especially while we're seeing across this country time and time again, hardcore criminals guilty of probably as bad, if not worse, are being allowed to be released. We had a guy in our own county killed his mom, his his mom, his dad, his sister, and his six-year-old niece and got less of a bond, and he killed him with a knife. So I just think that this feels excessive, um, especially in his state and life, uh, and leaving his wife out there to fend for herself on a, on on that property where clearly illegals are coming through there. I certainly think that they could have done better here, but I do not know the details of the case, so I will reserve that uh, for them that they may have something that I don't know. Well, it seems like they put it all out in the public. I mean, he lives right down in that hard scrabbled ranching area. I mean, he's right on the border, right? I mean, he's as close to the border as you can possibly get. Uh, illegal aliens come through there every night. You know how they come through on like a super highway. The, the cartels are bringing them up. Uh, and uh, I, I think he put shot warning shots earlier in the day. And then he looks like he, he shot an illegal alien coming across and killed him. Is that a first degree murder charge? Is that a million dollars cash? Bail, is that being isolated almost in solitary confinement away from your wife at the age of 74 years old, sir? I think they're going to have a tough time making that case, Steve, especially he used the term premeditated. Premeditated is when I sit in my house and come up with a plan to go and kill somebody. I do not believe this. they're going to be able to meet that burden of proof, um, and I think they're going to have a tough time meeting the burden of proof beyond um, uh, self-defense. You know, we have the ability to protect our properties. And here's a 73-year-old man with clearly an elderly wife as well. What right do they have to protect their property? Um, if he feared for his life and the life of his wife or somebody else or feared serious physical injury, then that certainly falls within the justification of using deadly force, whether they're armed or not. Um, it's his ability to articulate that. Sheriff Lamb, just give me the example you gave in your county. What happened with this individual? How many people did he kill uh, with a knife? And what 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 was he charged with? He killed his mom, his dad, his sister, and his six year old niece. Who, by, by the way, he decapitated. And I believe his bond was five thousand five hundred thousand dollars cash. And we are a very pro law 
rule of law county where we hold people accountable. So I, I just look at this bill and I see it as, as pretty excessive. And I think this is what the Constitution was trying to keep uh, uh, American citizens from having undue bail or uh, placed upon them, you know. But look, I'm not the judge in this case, but it certainly doesn't seem right. Sheriff Lamb, this is what strikes people in the rest of the country, that it appears that the border is out of control. It's wide open. There's an invasion of the country. And where you have certain authorities, they're not coming down on the illegal aliens or the criminals coming across or the cartels coming across. But when they got to come down on something, they drop the anvil on American citizens. Is that an incorrect perception that the rest of the country has right now? No, it's not an incorrect perception. It is the perception that the American people are getting. Why? Because we're seeing time and time again where criminals are not being held accountable. And then a good citizen does something like this to protect his property, and he's held accountable to the fullest extent of the law. So this is what Americans are seeing, and you're seeing it. I'm seeing it. It feels political in nature in many cases. Um, and I don't think this kelp, this case is helping that narrative. This poor old guy, you heard him in there talking. He seems like a very nice guy, no criminal history. Um, to, to be there on a million-dollar cash bill that I, I highly doubt he's going to be able to achieve. And then they shut down the GoFundMe on top of that. So it doesn't look good. Uh, Sheriff Lamb, is it just our perception? It seems things in Arizona have even gotten worse since uh, Katie Hobbs illegitimately took the position. Is 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 that a, a wrong perception, too? It seems like she's even more aggressive in the open borders campaign of other source-backed uh, individuals like herself. Is, is, is our perception of that wrong? No, I think your perception is right. What we're seeing across this country in Arizona, we're starting to see that here, is as more and more left-leaning, hardcore liberal um, attorney generals and county attorneys and judges are being elected, um, what we're seeing is that they're being more and more emboldened in their decisions to hold the American people accountable. Um, and that's alarming to a lot of us. It was alarming to me. I kept saying that the most important position in this in this last election, I thought, was the attorney general. And I will tell all of you that your, your county attorneys, your attorney general, those are the people that are responsible when you, you get something like a million dollar bell and judges, of course, too. I mean, if we t we always talk about term limits, if we're going to talk about term limits on politicians, we should absolutely include judges in on that because not only are they legislating for the bench, but a lot of the egregious behavior we're seeing is coming from judges in this country. Sheriff Lamb, how can people uh, follow you? How do they follow you on social media and how do they follow find out more information about you? What's your website? Come see me at American Sheriff uh, on Instagram, Sheriff Lamb on Facebook. Um, you can check us out at americansheriff.com and uh, come see what the good things we're trying to do here. We're trying to uphold the rule of law, standing up for freedom, the Constitution, the American people. I think the majority of Americans still feel that way. And this is still the greatest country in the world, and that's why I fight for it every day. Sheriff Lamb from Pinal County, every time I go around the country, people say, hey, if you, if you run into Sheriff Mark Lamb, say hi. So hi. Thank you very much for doing this. You've got a lot of fans, not just in the war and posse, but throughout the country. Yeah, thank you. Sorry, I didn't mean to step over you. Thank you for being such a strong voice um, for freedom and for all things right and, and common sense. So thank you. Thank you, brother. Fight on. Sheriff Mark Lamb. 
the sheriff of Pinal County, uh, Arizona, and a real a guy who stands up for the Constitution and law and order in the um, in the cauldron down there in southern Arizona. Let's get Todd Benzman. Todd, before I talk about you got a great excerpt from the book in the Post. G- give me your perception of, of what we've seen in this situation down south of Tucson on the border with uh, with Mr. Kelly. Right. Well, I mean, first of all, I'm with the sheriff and saying we don't really know the full story of that that circumstance, but I'm always suspicious anytime somebody's self-defense GoFundMe page gets canceled. Uh, that that's a kind of a red flag that maybe there's some politics seeping in into a case. Uh, there's no reason why somebody can't have a we're innocent until proven otherwise. You can have a GoFundMe page. The the, the the border right now, though, you, you agree with me that the cartels now, it's an open highway. I mean, it's the, the invasions as bad as it ever has been, uh, Todd. Well, it's changing. What you're seeing is a real surge in runners and gotaways, people that are just um, pouring over, especially east of Tucson and um, in uh, Juarez, El Paso, and in the Rio Grande Valley area again. They're running. People are um, you know, in vehicles and trucks and um, through the brush and all the rest of that. We are seeing a redirection of migrant give up traffic. We call that give up. The people that you remember 3,000 people all at once coming in and then they're just waiting there for border patrol to come get them to process them into the country. Well, now they're being processed in through ports of entry, as I've explained over and over on this show. Uh, so it is. It, it looks a little bit calmer in places. I had a uh, border patrol agent call me uh, just the other day and say, man, it's like dead here all of a sudden. But that doesn't mean that just as many people aren't coming in. They're just coming in in a different way, being handed off in the ports of entry, uh, tens and tens of thousands. I was looking at the numbers just yesterday. Uh, Very significant numbers are still coming through. Um, But then you've got people that can't get in through that program or won't wait for it uh, because they have criminal, obvious criminal histories and they're running. That's why you're seeing that. Well, that's my point. Well, that's what happened to this guy. The, the runners are the most dangerous, right? They're the guys that either can't get through it or, or, or maybe carrying yes. something they can't take, uh, they can't get a parole for, right? <laughs> you manage for yes. Benzman, hang right there. The New York Post thing's amazing. We got Todd Benzman from CIS. We got the Peter Navarro. Jeffrey Clark is going to join us. Michael Patrick Leahy. Big developments in Ohio today on the uh, controlled burn. All next in the war room. Despite the U.S. blowing through $31.4 trillion debt ceiling in January, the leftist White House still refuses to reduce spending. While our national leadership has buried their heads in the sand, when it comes to fiscal responsibility, it's time to pull yours out. Think about this. To dig our country out of this mountain of debt, every single taxpayer in America would have to write a check for $247,000, and it's only going to get worse. Now would be a great time to diversify into gold with Birch Gold. In times of high uncertainty and instability, gold is king because it's dependable. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text Bannon, that's B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold 
and then talk to one of our precious metals specialists. Protect yourself with gold today by texting Bannon to 989898. That's Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-M, to 989898. With an A-plus rating, with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews, you can trust Birch Gold to protect your future. Text Bannon to 989898 today to get your free info kit. Take action. Use your agency. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, I want everybody in this audience. I, I want you to. I want you to. I want you to embrace what we just heard. We got Benzman on here now. He just, you know, he hit his mark because of the games they're playing on the invasion of the southern border. And we're gonna have Navarro in here in a second, who was Trump's right hand man in trying to shut this thing down. You got the runners because they do the humanitarian paroles, the game, the system, and get more illegals into the country. And this is why New York is all of them going to get impeached. We got to shut it down. The runners are actually more dangerous, right? Because now you get the real bad guys. They know they can't get in the other way. They're going to come. This is how the cartels come up. This is how the drugs come up. So you got a 74-year-old man that can't see. Uh, he's got a wife lonely. And by the way, this ranch is hard-scrabbled right down on the border, and they're blowing up every night just like a uh, superhighway. And, uh, and he takes some guy out coming across. Supposedly earlier in the day he fired warning shots. We don't know all the details, but he took some guy out. They gave him on a first-degree murder and a million dollars cash bail. And in and, and Mark Lamb's County in Pinal County, they got a guy, what, killed his mother, killed his father, killed his sister, and decapitated the baby. Decapitated the baby, all kill him with a knife, not a gun. I mean, up close and personal, kill him with a knife. $500,000 bail. I want, I want you to get burning man over this. Because this is what's happening in this country. They're gaming the system to allow an invasion of this country where we're spending all this frickin' time and money on the eastern border, Russian-speaking eastern border Ukraine. They have an invasion of this country. Todd Benzman, how many people have come in on Biden's watch? I would call me illegal. I know you get different categorization. Just give me the body count. How many have come in? Is it 5 million? Is it 6 million? How many? I mean, conservatively, it looks like about 5.5 million if you count the gotaways. So far, we got okay, two more years. Right I want I want everybody to think about that. How many? That's bigger than how many states in the union, right? Whether twenty states below that. Think. I want everybody in this audience to think about it for a second because this they don't want you to be awakened. They want you just to, to lull you to sleep on all this other stuff. So UFOs. You better be the aliens. Got the aliens over top of you. But don't look at the five and a half or six million illegal aliens in this country. And like they said, they, they got a right to, to asylum. You don't have any right to asylum. It's, it's the citizens of this country's country. Benzman, tell me, the, the, New, the New York Post is now, they've done a great excerpt of your book. Tell me about it. Well, if you want to find the trail out of this mess at the border, you have to understand the trail that got us into the mess. And that trail, as I point out in the book, disclose in the book, uh, start starts with the Mexican government, which waited until after the election, two days after the election, and passed a pre-written law, federal law in the Mexican Congress that effectively uh, required the emptying of 58 detention centers throughout Mexico of all families. Anybody with a family that has kids 
all are released. We just lost him. Okay, let's get Navarra. Peter, I'm gonna bring you on. For, I'm gonna bring Peter in by phone. Let's reboot. Let's reboot Benzman. Peter, you were President Trump's right hand on this. Correct me if I'm wrong, brother. Wasn't it Peter Navarro that dropped the hammer on Mexico about tariffs? You're not going to play ball here if you're going to be cute about this. We're going to jack up some tariffs. We're going to, we're going to inspect every truck that comes across the border. We're going to play economic hardball. And didn't they fold, yeah, sir? Let me, let me correct your, your syntax, Admiral. You said it was Trump trying to control the border. Hey, we did it. <laughs> no, it was a great day yes. in, in, the, uh, in the Oval um, the, the president, after the year and a half or so, he was just like sick and tired of all these legal games everybody's playing. He said, hey, how can we do this? And it's like, can we throw tariffs on them? Uh, and I look at Simple and he say, yeah, we can do this under this, this uh, statute. And so, like, immediately we threatened Mexico with tariffs, and they agreed immediately. Well, the, the press went after us okay. for, like, I don't know, eight hours. No, no, but, but hang on, hang on. But hold, hold it. Hold it. Hold it. Did that. Slow down. Slow down. I want to go back because I want the people to have the lived experience of being in the Oval Office of Donald J. Trump. Yeah. People have got yeah. to understand when Trump's trying to do this stuff, they, Peter, they come at you with every different angle. Legal, State Department, can't be done. This can't be done. This can't be done. It can't be done that way. Uh, a million different ways us. you can't do it. No, the border's just got to be open. Five yeah. and six million people just got to come across. They just got to come across. They're hitting you. And what does Trump say to that stuff, uh, Peter? How, how, much, how much patience does he have with that? Not nothing, okay? Well, there was this thing called the famous Dolly G decision, a judge under Obama basically created the whole catch and release and using kids as bait to get over the border. And every time we tried to do something their way, it didn't work. And finally the boss goes, this is bull, you know, bull ass. Uh, let's get this done. And he thought outside the box, tariffs. And it's like threatening Mexico with tariffs to stop illegal immigration, right? We could do that. Under national security rules, I looked at Cipollone and said, yeah, we can do that. He did it. Heads exploded in the lib press. Uh, but within 24 hours, Mexico sent like 25,000 troops to the border and adopted our safe third, <laughs> which was keep them on their side of the border. And what? You know what? Trump goes, okay, let's double this down. I, I think it was O'Brien at the time, goes down to the Northern Triangle. We, we light up Guatemala, Honduras, and El Salvador. Same damn thing, and done. And Biden, one of the first things he did was undo that. And that's why we got two million coming in. This whole incident, yes. Steve, is like, it's crazy, because these guys, the runners, as you call them, were cartel members of AK friggin' 47. Yes. And this guy's got, a, like, the, a, a rifle. And it defended himself. We don't even know if the guy was shot was shot by him. Um, it, it, it's just, look, it's a two-tier system of justice, whether it's at the border, yes. whether it's in Washington, D.C., or anywhere in between. You know, there's a bounty on Trump people. There's a bounty on American citizens versus yeah. illegals. This is, this is not Trump's America. To that point, as I know this segment's short, episode two dropped. Of MAGA and the Republican Red Wave never was. My podcast, it's the six-volume uh, episodes that are going to be debuting all this week on Banner's War Room. And Steve, the posse put me into the top 50 of podcasts 
overnight, okay? That's Admiral Bannon's audience. And this is really good stuff. Hang on. There's Hang some on. nice stuff in there about Terry <laughs> Lake and Joe Kent, by the way. Hang on, Go. hang on. Give me that again, because this is Grace Chung and Captain Bannon. This is the War Room audience. What, what yeah. do we, we put you in the podcast? How how high up? So my my pod, yeah, I started the podcast and it was like you know ranked like 180 or something like that. It was coming down because I started it slow. Overnight it went to I don't know. It's like 38 or 33 or something like that. And then politics. Amazing. Okay, and and that yeah. your audience is amazing. This this. this documentary, though, Steve, is so important because it basically lays out what we need to do to win in 2024, and there's a whole, I mean, the two people that broke my friggin' heart in the 22 election were Joe Kent and Carrie Lake, okay? Carrie had it stolen, and it's not even arguable. It was the worst deal in American political history. It was just so brazen, and Joe Kent basically he lost a plus seven Republican district because of the Republican rhinos running attack ads in the primary. We can't make these stupid kinds of mistakes. But the, the theme and, and, of and the RNC and the RNC and the RNC didn't give him any money now. because he didn't he didn't use the same he didn't use the consultants right. He had eighty thousand. I'm going to play. We're going to get it up tonight. Brother. We're going to blow it out, podcast, Peter. Let's play this clip from podcast, uh, MSNBC podcast. on inflation. I want your comments. To find the good news in today's inflation report from the Labor Department. Joining me now is NBC News business and data reporter Brian Chung. So mixed bag. Yeah, certainly. Well, the overall numbers is that 6.4%. That's how much more expensive things are in January 2023 compared to January 2022. And when you look at the categories that led to a lot of the price increases over that time, well, it was rent, for example, just the cost of putting a roof over your head, but also food. That's what Americans are feeling, uh, certainly when they go to the store. So eggs, margarine, butter, flour, uh, airfare also going up as well as people continue to go out and try to do that revenge spending. So all in all, it's certainly better than the 9.1% pace we saw in the summer, but price is still very expensive. The grocery store is painful. Very. Yeah. Eggs up eight, over 8% just between December and January. So no relief on that side yet. Great. Brian Chung, thank you very much. We're going to get another inflation report in March, right? Every month we get Every, to do this. Yeah, March, right. <laughs> Hello. And then we're going to find out about whether they're going to raise rates again at the Fed. That's right. In the middle of March. Middle of March. All right, Brian. Thank you very much. Peter Navarro, your yeah. assessment, sir. <laughs> News release from the Biden White House. Hey, eggs are expensive. Let them eat bacon, right? It's there to move. Re-Antoinette. Uh, the, the, the big debate now on Wall Street is how fast inflation is going to come down because that dictates how fast uh, the Fed's got to raise interest rates. And you watch the markets every day, and they go up or down depending on what people think about inflation. But here's what I know, Steve. Here's what I know. The incomes and the real wages of American blue-collar, MAGA, black-brown, and blue-collar workers are, are going into the toilet. Okay, that's where we're at. And MSNBC won't talk about that. CNN won't talk about that because they know that that is a message that, that hurts the Biden regime. And it is a regime. It is, it's not a presidency. It's a regime. Um, so, you know, this um, <laughs> this economic situation, uh, you know, I keep keep saying that the other shoe is going to drop in the markets. And there's a lot of hedge fund managers and, and, and big, you know, the Morgan Stanley's world saying that the market it, it, it's cruising for a crash. And I, I, I'm sticking to that forecast because this inflation ain't going away. It's just 
not okay. going away. Let them eat bacon, right, Biden? Extra expensive, let them eat bacon. Let them eat Dunkin' Donuts. Peter, give me your, uh, how do people get to the podcast? All of it? we got about 30 seconds. Taking back Trump's America, just go to Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. You can go to my Twitter and, and, and get her feeds, Real P. Navarro, Real P. Navarro. And, and there's all sorts of news about the episodes. And, of course, you can go to uh, the, the War Room uh, thing. And, and we'll have, uh, we're, we're going to go back in the time capsule episode, tomorrow to talk about Reagan. Ep- and, and ep- how episode it, two. We're going to get a top ten. Thank you, sir. Fair warning. Listen to this convicted home title thief explaining what happens when he forges your home's title and takes over as the new owner. Nobody thinks that I can take their house and borrow against the house. Oh, no, I have title insurance. It's in my name. Or he would have to get some special document. They would call me. You know, what is calling you? You're living in a delusion. After I've stolen the title, borrowed against it, or sold the property, it's 60 to 90 days for that person to even figure out that they're the victim of this crime. You start getting foreclosure notices. You've got four mortgages on your house. You don't even own your home anymore. It's not even in your name. Home title fraud is growing two and a half times faster than credit card fraud. You could be a victim and not even know it. Here's how to protect yourself and verify your home's title is still in your name. Visit HomeTitleLock.com promo code radio. Then register your address for your no obligation home title report. A hundred dollar value you get for free. Again, get your free home title report at HomeTitleLock.com, promo code radio. Bringing people back, we made it clear that, hey, the next piece of this is your water source. We want to test that. Now, the, the good news is the majority of people who live in the East Palestine community are, in fact, on municipal water. And those municipal sources are deep wells that they were able to intentionally uh, reserve using the most distant ones only for feeding the water supply. But nevertheless, there are quite a number of people who are on private water systems, mostly per- private wells. We have strongly encouraged all of those people on private wells to get their wells tested, and that will be done at no cost to them. This is something that is part of the remediation, and it's very important for the reasons I just described. Now, if you are one of the people who live in the impacted area and have a private water source, you're not on municipal water, I'd encourage you to call a number, num- I'll read the number out, you've heard it before, it's 330-849-3919, and indicate I believe I'm in the affected area, and I'd like to have my water source checked. Now, we're strongly recommending those who have not yet had their water source checked to use bottled water. Bottled water is being made available again. Um, Same phone number that you can call if you need access to that. Uh, This is going to be particularly important if you are pregnant, if you are breastfeeding, or if you are preparing formula for an infant. So we would encourage you um, to avail yourself of of that water. The bottom line is that from the very start of this, we have taken every step possible to assure that people's safety was first and foremost.
and that with the compounds that we're talking about in consultation with experts at the national level, we have first made sure that we were providing a clean atmosphere, clean air, and now we are actively working to assure that people, for the long run, have clean water. Thank you, Governor. Governor, if you were to live in the area, would you feel comfortable moving back into your home? Look, look I, I think that I would be drinking the bottled water, um, and I would be continuing to uh, um, find out what the tests were showing as far as the air. Um, I would be alert and, and concerned, but uh, I think I would probably be back in my house. What? This is unbelievable. You think you're mad in the opening segment about Mr. Kelly with the first-degree murder charge and the million-dollar cash bond? Locked up and looks like solitary confinement down there in Arizona. You're about to get really mad. I got to bring in Leahy first. Michael Patrick Leahy, the Ohio star. I got Jeffrey Clark, who is President Trump's head of the, the, the environmental protection force in the Justice Department, where the real deals get done. Leahy, my head's blown up. And I don't want to say we forced this from the war room by being on DeWine and these guys, but it is, you know, it, it, it's interesting that all of a sudden, after we're hammering them for a couple of days, they pop up and have a press conference. But are they telling people now you should be drinking bottled water? What, a week after? They didn't do this before. Is this the first warning? He, and he's sitting there going, yeah, I think the air stay indoors. What's, what's going on here? Well, at that press conference today, the, uh, his uh, Ohio uh, health officials sort of downplayed the air and water consequences of this uh, first derailment and then the controlled burn on February 6th. One of the things that we did notice, however, is, you know, vinyl chloride is a carcinogen. And I don't think they really were focused that much on the long-term effects uh, that, that having this these uh, chemicals in the groundwater could possibly have. That was a, an element that they underplayed. I do have an answer to you for your question earlier today. Hold it, hold it, but hold it. Just, but hang on, but hang on. Whoa, whoa, slow down, slow down. Until today, because you said the governor, until today... They sent the kids back to school yesterday. Until today, have they come out and told people they should be drinking bottled water? Yes or no? And then the, is the yeah, governor say, I would stay indoors. He's the governor of the freaking state. What do you, why are you sending the kids back to school? They uh, actually Did put they out, put out things about drinking bottled bottle water and, and saying about staying 10th, indoors? Yeah, they put this out in a low-key sort of way. But I think you're right. The, the media pressure. No, hold it. Ho, 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 ho. Whoa, 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 whoa. That was all taken off. The city's back to normal. They brought, quote, unquote, back to normal. They brought people back in. They haven't told people to, to continue to shelter in place. That was a new thing today. He says, yeah, I would stay indoors. That's why the reporter asked the question, correct? You are correct. I'm, I'm just reporting what he said. Okay. Now, <laughs> okay. No, so, so look, Steve. I'm, no, 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 no. Here's my point. Here's my point. They come up today, and you said long term. The head, of the head guy right there said you should be drinking bottled water, and particularly if you're pregnant, you know maybe even shouldn't be around. Is this? I, I don't get it. Why they're doing this? Look, it's good that they're doing it today, but why has it been this huge kind of gap in in any kind of information or any kind of uh, 
telling people what's going on. Why why did it take today to have this press conference from the last time he helicoptered in and had mm-hmm. a, a press conference the last time? I think it was the media pressure, in part the media pressure that, that you placed uh, on him from War Room and some of our reporting at the Ohio Star. But let me get back to the question you asked about the – remember, the incident happened February 3rd. On February 6th, three days later, uh, there was a controlled burn. You wanted to know who made that decision. You asked me several times this morning. I have the answer to that question. It's our lead story at the Ohio Star right now. He admitted in his press conference that, quote, we made the decision, the collective we. He talked to, it was Governor DeWine, part of that we. He consulted with the Governor Shapiro of Pennsylvania because they're 50 miles away from, uh, they're right on the border with Pennsylvania, 50 miles away from Pittsburgh. Um, and also with, quote, unnamed federal agencies and uh, unnamed state agencies. So the we, it looks like to me, the, the we is Governor DeWine because none of the others really had any authority. He did not, however, cite uh, in his press conference what legal authority uh, gave him the right to yeah. make that decision. What authority does he have? What is the well, authority the, he he have? Because of the air, the air, the water goes all the way in the Ohio River Valley, and the, and the air goes right over Pennsylvania. But hang on for one second. Did he talk about any analysis? Because remember, it, there's two things going on here. There's a controlled release, right? There's a controlled release of of the chemicals into the ditch, and then there's a controlled burn of the chemicals. They did a release. We have to know. I, I it's it feels like Norfolk Southern had the quickest way they could do this is get the stuff out of the tanks, burn it, move the tanks, clear it, and get the trains running again. That's what happened here. He's, where, where's the analysis? What's the alternatives? How do you burn this stuff in the atmosphere? You know why they did it? Because it was the quick way to move it. Here, that, here's he, what he, he could said. ask this guy five questions he, in complete meltdown. Go ahead. Now, here's what he said. He said that they, they did modeling of where the air would move in the plume when they did the controlled burn. And he said that they did. They developed that with the Ohio National Guard in conjunction with the Department of Defense. So he said they had analysis before he issued that decision, the collective we. But it was basically DeWine that made that decision to do the yeah, control but hang burn. On, but hang on. The control, the control release gets the stuff out. You scoop it back up, put it in something else, and truck it out of there or take it back out. You don't have to burn it into – anyway – you hang Let on for a second. You guys I have gotta, done a great I job. Make this point, Steve. I got to make this point so that we can okay, be go fair. Ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. So what he said. Okay, go ahead. On, I want to be fair. On that morning of February 6th, what he said, that the decision that he faced was uh, either those five uh, carriages with the hydrogen, uh, with the vinyl chloride, rather, was uh, could possibly explode, sending metal shards up around into the air and down for about a mile, or to release it in a controlled burn. That's what they that's how they framed the decision. I don't know if that's true, but that I mean that that's, that's the wrong that's the wrong let me be blunt. That's the wrong framing. You do a control release so you take away the possibility of having the explosion. Got that? We don't want shards of metal going everywhere. You do a control release into the ditch and then you pull it back into something. You don't have to burn it. That's a separate not, decision. You, you can put it back. Show me, show me the alternative of putting it back into something else and trucking it out of there, putting another rail cart, getting it the hell out of there, and not burning it into the atmosphere. Michael see, that Patrick was Lee. an option that a former naval officer might come up with, right, who actually knows how to get things done. <laughs> but, but it was not an option that they, they, that they considered whatsoever, Steve. 
<laughs> okay, hold it. Hang over. Say you guys are doing a great job. Let me get Jeffrey Clark in here. Clark, you were over. You ran it for Trump over in DOJ. W- what in the hell is going on? Who actually, in your mind, has authority to make that and make a call like that? Is it the governor? Since the air goes all over the Mid Atlantic and blows into Pennsylvania, sir? Uh, no, Steve. Uh, and you know you're right on in your analysis as as usual. But uh, under an executive order. Uh, for a land-based release like this. It should be the federal on-scene coordinator who, in this instance, was eventually designated, who is uh, someone from uh, EPA. Uh, That person should have been making uh, the analysis. Now he can consult with the two governors, but for the two governors to do it on their own and not have EPA even do the air plume modeling once you did the controlled burn or what, you know, is often called in these kinds of situations in-situ burns, right? It's at-the-site burning, um, you know, it is inexplicable to me. Why Why the Department of Defense, why wouldn't EPA, who are the real masters of hold, plume hold, analysis, do that? Hang on, hang on, hang on. Jeff, Jeff, Jeffrey, Je- Jeffrey, you gotta st- Jeffrey, you got to stop here. My head's blown up. You got the EPAs and guys' backyards, got a little creek running through, and they put them in prison because they want to grow some <laughs> corn next to the, the, the creek. You got the EPA and everybody's business. They got their own police force. Why in the biggest thing that's happened here recently, all of a sudden, they're like little lambs? You've got to help me out here because you'd have DOJ, DOD, EPA, all of them would be up somebody's keister. So please explain to me how the on-scene coordinator, who's clearly calling back to the White how are they not saying everybody stand down, we're from the government, and we're here to help, sir? Well, that's what should happen, Steve, and say what you want about uh, the Obama administration, right? I mean, everybody and his brother from every conceivable agency, I think it got up to something between 12 and 17, were down at the Deepwater Horizon disaster. But this one seems to be one that's not gotten a lot of attention. And I think the diagnosis is that EPA is not doing you know, classic environmental protection. They're focused more on, you know, cultural Marxist ideas like environmental justice that the Clinton administration hatched and that this administration really has an apotheosis of. And, uh, you know, they're they're focused on the fake issue of climate change. But if you're talking about protecting the key things that people care about for the public health, like the air and water and avoiding contamination, it seems like they're AWOL. I just want to make sure because we're breaking some news here. You're the first guy that has any kind of logic or credentials. Once again, your understanding of the law being Trump's assistant secretary of, of, of uh, Department of Justice, um, attorney general in this area, you're saying that the governor does not have the legal authority to make that call. Is that correct, sir? Look, you know, if it were hyper exigent, uh, you know, I could see uh, governor kind of trying to make a call. But I've seen a letter that uh, references the federal on-scene coordinator. I've seen a letter go out that under the CERCLA statute, which is about, uh, you know, cleaning up waste sites and the like, EPA is involved in this. So I don't understand why they weren't the ones making the determination, because you're basically talking if you're going to do a burn like this, uh, uh, kind of media trade-off, like a pollution media trade-off between are you going to experience more water pollution or more air pollution, and you know which do you do, or you know do you put economics to the side? And as you were saying, they vented the the train cars and then they yeah. let it on fire, but they could have vented them and then scooped it up. Yeah, Je- Jeffrey, hang on for one second. Leahy, hang on for one second. Back in a moment. A lot of people complain about the state of our country or the way woke corporations treat us. 
and their employees. But it's not enough to complain. We need to change the way the marketplace works. And that starts with you and where you spend your money. In less than a year, Public SQ has grown to be the largest platform of patriotic, freedom-loving businesses the world has ever seen. Whether you want to support a restaurant that only buys from local farms, a coffee shop that took a stand against COVID mandates, or a bank that would never counsel you, counsel you for your political views, Public SQ is your guide. There's also interactive, sensor-free community groups where you can connect with other local members. Here's the best part. It's absolutely, totally free to join. Just go to publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Public, the word, the letters, sq.com. And download the app today, totally free. Simply create an account and begin your search. You can also list your business for free so your local community can start to support you. We can't always change the world, but we can change how and where we spend our hard-earned dollars. Begin your search at Public Square today. Go to publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Okay, go to Getter. We're gonna have uh, we're gonna have Navarre's thing up tonight. We had uh, Royce White uh, last night. We're putting stuff up all the time. Live chats. You get to involve in that. You get all the immersive experience of us putting up stuff on Getter. All the articles, all that. Also, uh, MyPillow.com promo code War Room. The buy one get one free on MyPillow 2.0. People are raving about this. This is the upgrade. The entirely new pillow. Sleep the sleep of the just on the products of MyPillow and take advantage of this. Buy one, get one free on MyPillow 2.0. Just launched last week. It's already on fire. So make sure you take care of that today. Also, CPAC. I want to see everybody there. You think all these issues are coming up right now. It's the beginning. It's the early years of the Third World War. You want to be there. We'll share everything, talk to you about everything. We're going to do breakout sessions, all of it. You get to be part of the live audience. Go to CPAC.org slash war room you get 47 bucks off a ticket general mission tickets now under 250 dollars michael patrick Leahy, governor dewine and i'm not we're not trying to get in his business here i mean he's he's a governor just won by a massive landslide um but i i'm 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 confused and here's what's got me worked up this is deplorable central eastern ohio western pennsylvania you see the little town of east palestine it ain't the hamptons right it's one of these backbone of America, working class towns. And it seems like when it deals with working class people, nobody cares. Is, it was divine. Did he say that he actually had the authority? He took charge of this and the EPA wasn't anywhere around? Um, yeah, the town, uh, the town of East Palestine is a wonderful little town, 5,000 people, about 50 miles from Pittsburgh in Ohio. Um, he never mentioned once the legal authority by which he went forward with this controlled burn on February 6th. And we were talking about the modeling. It was done by the Ohio National Guard and the Department of Defense. Uh, as far as I can tell, he did not reference once any on-site monitor from the EPA at the uh, location. And frankly, I think your guest uh, 
who worked for the Trump administration, the Department of Justice, makes a compelling case that the illegal authority for this should should have rested with the EPA's on-site monitor. I don't know if there was, in fact, an EPA on-site monitor there on February 6th. Jeffrey Clark was uh, the head of the environmental uh, branch uh, as assistant uh, attorney general of the United States. He'll be the attorney general of the United States in the third Trump victory, second Trump term. Jeffrey, do you normally have the company do this? I mean, I thought when something like this happens, you have outside groups. EPA's got all these contractors that are specialists in this. That, and I understand Norfolk Southern knows how to handle the, the hazard material, but shouldn't you bring in somebody? And wouldn't you like to see an analysis between – the controlled release and the controlled burn, they're two different things. You do the controlled release, so you get it away from the car, so it's not going to blow up, but you get it out in the ditch, and then maybe you have the alternative of a scooping it up or sucking it up, and you transport it out on ground and not burn it into the Earth's atmosphere. Would normally there be tons of analysis, companies there talking, and maybe Norfolk Southern has a point of view, because what they want to do is get the cars off the track, and they want to get the track, run it again, because time is money for those guys. Wouldn't you have some independent group there saying, hey, let's think this through for a second, sir? That's right, Steve. You would have uh, a seat at the table for Norfolk Southern, right? But you would definitely have all of the relevant government agencies. You know, EPA here is particularly key because they have jurisdiction over both the Clean Air Act and the Clean Water Act. And they would do an analysis, ideally, right? They'd Different scenarios would be presented, and they decide what the you know uh, safest option was. And then, if all else is equal, right, that that you know cost can be avoided uh, as another variable, right? Then you, but it's way down the list of how you would prioritize it. Look in in the Deepwater Horizon uh, situation, right? There were endless analyses of you know how to try to cap the well, what kinds of remediation to take. I'll tell you a quick story about. Uh, you know, the in situ burns that were done there, like that spill was 40 miles off the coast. And, you know, there was still controversy about whether to burn it off or not, right? It, but at the end of the day, it really was a no brainer to do uh, that in situ burning 40 miles off the coast because it kept the oil from coming into shore and befouling, you know, oyster beds and, and closing beaches and the like. But here, you're talking about a residential area you're going to do a burn of a million pounds of vinyl chloride, which basically releases hydrochloric acid quickly in terms of how it reacts in the atmosphere and phosgene gas from World War One. I. I mean, that seems like a very questionable decision, Steve. I'd like to see the environmental analysis that that came to that being the best option. This is what we're going to get to. We're going to get it by hook or crook because those folks out there deserve to know about this. Phosgene, by the way, we only had a bunch of treaties after the First World War. It was so brutal on humans, right? This is why the First World War is known as a killing field because the ga- you know, the, the chemical weapons right there created. Um, the, it, it, it's so bizarre. It was done like this. And particularly, Leahy, the governor comes in with the guy, with the water guy, and they're saying, yeah, you better be drinking bottled water, particularly if you're pregnant. And and he and DeWine answers a question to say, oh, yeah, I would be staying indoors. Is this dropping like a bomb in Ohio right now, Michael Patrick Leahy, this, this Actually, press conference this the, afternoon? Uh, I, I, I don't know. There are a number of uh, uh, folks that are actually on social media that are saying it's been overblown. And then there are others that are saying it's been underreported. Uh, I think the local media, I, I looked at Cleveland.com before I came on here, and they, they're reporting 
on the uh, the press conference, of course, mainstream media there, they had nothing to say about who made the decision to do the controlled burn or the legal authority. They <laughs> did emphasize. Up. Wake them up. Yeah, they did emphasize, however, that uh, uh, all of the, the, the short-term air and water problems were not that great. That's what they emphasized at Cleveland.com. Okay. What, what go uh, right now? Uh, how did it get to your site? How did they get to you, Leahy? The Ohio Star.com, the Ohio Star.com for this story, the Star News Network.com for our site. And me, you can reach me on Twitter, Getter, and Truth Social, Michael P. Leahy. Thank you. Jeffrey Clark, how do people get to you, sir? You're doing great work over there, Ruth's vote and the team. So our website is AmericaRenewing.com. I'm at Jeff Clark US on Twitter and Getter and at Real Jeff Clark on Truth Social, Steve. And we're going to break some other news. I'm actually running the confirmation hearing for Jeff Clark for Attorney General. That's Rachel Maddow, Chris Hayes, Ari Melber. Suck on that. My man, Jeffrey Clark. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you coming on. Admiral Ronnie Jackson next. In this interview, I got to tell you, he's going to be worked up. Wait a couple of minutes. Back in a moment. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. 